Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. And thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. And my next guest is coming back for, I think, the third time. I'm not sure, third or fourth time. Uh, this guy this guy rocks. He Literally, he rocks. He's uh, not only is he a great website designer and, and strategist for uh, marketing for business owners, but um, he... Uh, he plays guitar in a, a Santana tribute band that's really, really, actually very good called Savor. And his band has performed for audiences as large as 6,000 people in more than 50 different cities in California, Arizona, and Nevada. Really good if you get a chance to check them out. But today we're going to talk about four ways that website design is like songwriting. Michael Karoff. Michael, thanks so much for joining me once again. How you doing? Great to be here, Bill. Good to talk to you. Same here. Same here. Um, let's see. So I, I covered some of it. I didn't talk about uh, how you worked. For, you worked for Fender, and started Frontline Magazine, um, and then worked for the Phelps Group, a full-time advertising agency, um, and then uh, Karoff Communications was born. Um, tell our listeners, uh, you know, just a, a general overview of what you do there. What are some typical engagements that you handle for your clients? Absolutely. It's pretty straightforward. There are, there are two sort of sides that are related. One is the website side, which most people understand what that is. You see a website, you operate them, you go to them, you have one maybe. So people understand that. The, the marketing side, which is SEO or search engine optimization and PPC, pay-per-click or Google ads, it's a little bit more esoteric, but those are the two different things we do. And oftentimes for clients, we'll do them both together. Build the website and then drive the right kind of people there. It makes sense that you would be involved in both sides of it since you're, you're building the platform basically to start with. And then let's get people there and let's figure out who's coming and, and how we can uh, – how we can turn them into good customers. So is let me ask you a question, is is website design really like songwriting and and how? Let's talk about that. Let's talk what goes More into than, first of all, what goes into writing a song? Okay, so and you're right. They're they're more alike than than you would think. Let's so let's start with some songwriting things. The first point is creativity within a set format. When you write a song, you're not just willy-nilly putting anything out there. It's got to be a certain length. It's got to have lyrics that make sense to people. It's got to have a certain structure, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You know, it's got to have the same instrumentation. It's very rigid as far as what you can do. Within that, those bounds, you could be as creative as you want. The same thing with websites. You have to design for devices like computers and cell phones. You have to have text that's readable. You have to have photos that are going to fit in all formats. 
there are a lot of boundaries you have to stay within, and within those boundaries, you can be also be as creative as you want. So structure That's is really important. Point. Was it was it Don Henley that said, uh, "Verse, verse, don't bore us. Get to the chorus." Don't bore <laughs> us. Get to the chorus. I think is maybe older than dirt. It's probably okay. And and the point there is, is the more that you say blah, 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 before you get to an offer, uh, bring it back home and and sum it all up and really get to the meat of the matter, the the easier it is to lose someone, especially in this day and age of, of very, very small attention spans, right? Absolutely, Bill. And it all comes to performing or creating for your audience, not for you. You know, in a song, people remember the chorus, that's what they, they glom onto. So, yeah, get them there. In a website, don't think about all the things that are important to you. Think about what is important to your viewers or your potential customers and make sure you give them that up front all the time. And another point I would say about a song, uh, the popular songs of, of our day, let's say, always had a lot of repetition at some point in the end so the hook right so the audience would get would would start singing along the audience would get involved some of the best songs in the world out there uh were, got the audience singing along and participating in them and that's that's really you know was the uh the key to their success is that also true in in websites in some way yes and you bring up a good word hook is something that every songwriter and musician knows that means something that you hear that you remember long past when they hear the song. And so when the song comes up, yes, you're going to be singing along with it. Same with websites. You can give them simple phrases or sound bites that people recall. They'll be much more likely to remember you, go back, and identify with what you do. Give them that first before you dive into all the nitty-gritty details. Now, i got a question for you, Michael, and that is that, you know, I know – with a lot of creative work and great, you know, design, uh, that people can come to a website and become very impressed and and say, "Wow, that's a great website." But I think the big question is, what can our listeners do to bring people back to their website on a on a repeat and periodic basis to build that familiarity and that relationship? Absolutely. And again, the most important thing is to take yourself out of your body, if you can. Put yourself into the body and mind of your viewer. Think about it from their point of view. What's important to them may not be what's important to you. And it's important to give them what they're looking for. If you do, if you give them the information and all the facts that they need, they'll definitely come back. It's just, it's very rarely done. Most companies and website designers design egocentrically. They, they put out there what they think is important, and it often doesn't mesh with what their viewers think is important. I'm wondering if uh, a lot of our listeners uh, might make a mistake that I see out there a lot, and that is they push a lot of content out in social media to try to, uh, you know, develop a relationship with someone but they fail to they 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 put it all out there let's say in in uh, the big the big three facebook linkedin and twitter let's say they put it all out Mm -hmm. there and then but they don't link people they don't bring people back to their website to deliver the main point of the message is that a big mistake and what what can people do about that 
Bill, it's an ironic that you bring that up. It's a double-edged sword. So you're right. In a perfect world, you'd want to always link back to your website to get people there. However, those social media channels don't want you to do that. They would prefer to keep people on their platform. So you have to make a balance. Some content you may just put on, let's say, at LinkedIn so that it comes up high in their search results and people see it. Some content you may want to get people back to your site. Every instance is different, but you have to understand the medium, and they don't want their viewers to leave. I guess that makes sense for them, huh? Yeah. So um, when you're dealing with uh, things like SEO, you know, uh, we've we've heard over the years, and I've seen some of those, you know, the old holdover websites. The old holdover websites. The reason you can tell they're old holdover websites is they mention. This, the city and maybe the surrounding cities a hundred times in the text because that used to be how SEO triggered uh, where to where to maybe uh, emphasize your website right but that's all changed um, what, what do you think when you see those old types of websites like that they're 15 years old the, the, the 15, techniques you yeah. talked about are, are literally that that far back yeah that hasn't worked for quite a while um, Really, it comes down to creating content that the user is going to find valuable. And Google, I use Google because they're the, the big gorilla, they understand what people find value, and their algorithm can sense if you are what they call spam-dexing, spamming the, the, the keyword index. If you're mm. spam-dexing, it's going to be counterproductive. If you write naturally for things that people will find valuable, then that will get you high in the search engines and also appeal to your audience. And for, I think, uh, maybe it's five or ten years ago, the, the thing was to put some kind of a uh, uh, content videos, um, audio, something that buzzes a little bit um, onto your website that interacted. Is, is, that, is that old news too, or is that still uh, relevant when you're designing a website? Not at all. That's very relevant. Yeah. Video, in fact, is huge. And the only thing I would advise people against, and, and I, don't, I very rarely see this anymore, is when they come to your website automatically playing a video or audio file, you, you let them click on it if they want to see it. But other than that, yes, video is very powerful because it will, first of all, engage people at least as much as text will when they're there, and it tends to keep people on pages longer, which has a subsidiary effect of making Google rank your page higher because they think that it's more relevant, people are staying there longer. So yeah, video is, is very powerful. And, and I've heard the, uh, you know, one of the, the key tenets in building anything on the internet is don't make us think when it comes to the, the consumer, don't make us think too hard. But is is it, what I've been noticing is, a more of a trend towards uh, one long page for um, for websites. So is is the new rule? Don't make us click. No, I uh, I actually disagree with that um, pretty strongly. Okay. And if we're talking we're talking about a site, a single page site, which you have been seeing, where it's all on one page and you just scroll up and down and you click and it takes you down there. That's that's death for SEO. However, oh. you can certainly have a long page, especially with the home page. People are used to scrolling. They'll scroll down, but I wouldn't make them stay on one page. I wouldn't keep everything on one page. 
So is that because you can put, is it meta tags into each individual page and, and that enhances your your uh, abilities in SEO or your visibility? This isn't your first rodeo, is it, Bill? I've been talking to you for many, many years, Michael. That's <laughs> <laughs> everything I learned. <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm just wondering, right. I'm, I'm trying, have... trying to figure out the why behind that. Yeah, that that is because you have multiple pages where you can put multiple meta tags, URLs, everything. Yeah. So when you think about it, that gives you uh, more irons in the fire, if you will, uh, and uh, uh, more guitars in the band. <laughs> <laughs> more cowbell. More cowbell. There you go. You have more cowbell. So uh, tell us, you know, tell us what what do you think the next you know, what's the next wave in website design? What are you keeping your eye on as far as the the upcoming changes or, or have we have we done all we can do in that area? I wouldn't say we've done all we can do. I think that we're going to start seeing more embedded of advertising. So for instance, if if you go to a website, you could sort of see a lot of times an ad at the top or the side. Whereas you're going to start seeing more ads that are embedded into the content, so it's more difficult to tell it's an ad. It's more integrated with the content on there. I've been seeing that happening for a while, and I can see that definitely continuing. Other than that, you know, I one of the points that I make in, in songwriting is like uh, website design is, Try to stay away from being too trendy because then you get caught up. An example I use is, remember the hits from the 70s and 80s, disco and new wave? How many of those are still big now? But you look at a, at a timeless classic like Eric Clapton's Layla, which came out just as long ago. It's, it still sounds relevant, and that's because he didn't write it to fit the current trends. So same thing with website. Use trendy things sparingly and only use the ones that really make sense, not just because they're hot. Good point. So uh, I guess uh, your goal is to create a, a classic website, right, that's, that's always, uh, always beautiful, always relevant, always in tune. And the SEO side, I guess, uh, you know, Google's going to do what Google's going to do. You just have to stay relevant as far as that's concerned. Do you go back uh, with your past clients and say, hey, um, uh, Google's changed everything. Um, you know, we need to we need to refresh and update certain things. Maybe not the website design; it looks great, but we need to uh, uh, update some of the ways we tag things and uh, to to be relevant with the Google's new uh, uh, systems. I don't usually go back to clients. They usually come to me and say, "Hey, we've noticed that since you stopped working on our SEO, it's been slipping. What can we do?" And a lot of it is just a, a matter of continuing to add new content. That's a big part of what Google is looking for. Yes, there are some down and under the hood techniques that you can use, and they do change from time to time, but none of that is even approaches the, the importance of constantly well-written, fresh content. If you have that, you're going to stay fairly evergreen as far as Google is concerned. How about on the shopping side of a page, um, not just the, you know, give us more information or tell us something. When someone creates a merchant type of a site, um, do, does your, you get involved with that as well? We do, yes. 
We do. Okay. And so uh, my question, the key there. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Uh, the key there is making it user friendly, and the king, as we all know, is Amazon. You know, they make it very easy for the user to buy. It's just that it takes millions of dollars worth of you know research and design and programming to make it that easy. Right, right. And one of the things that um, Google is very, very good at is the the cross sell. You know, um, users. I mean. Uh, Customers who bought this also are interested in X, Y, and Z, right, the cross-sell. Uh, and I was going to say that one of the best cross-sell sites I think that's always been out there has been Vistaprint. They bug you to death if you buy a, a business card. You're, they want you to buy a mouse pad and a, uh, a car banner and, a, you know, a, 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 all kinds of different things. They, they, they must... They must give you like five or six offers on the way to the checkout stand, which is a little bit aggravating after a while. But it must work because they still do it. Amazon basically uses a more soft sell approach and says, hey, you bought this. Maybe you'd be interested in this, this, and this, as others are. Is that just so important these days for, for business owners who are going it on their own and trying to compete against these types of companies? It would be if, if you had the resources, but, but again, I go back to the fact that how Amazon makes it look so easy for the customer is in, an incredible amount of work on the back end. So I think you can, you can do some things like that in smaller level e-commerce sites, but you, you, you'll never approach that uh, sophistication they have. Um, and, and again, it's, it's different for each customer. You know, it depends on the, what you're selling and how often you can cross-sell. But you can also follow up sales with simple things like, you know, um, auto-generated email to say, hey, thanks very much for buying this. By the way, people that bought that also have this. So there's a few less robust ways to do it that can also be effective. Michael, you've been in front of as many six, as 6,000 people playing your guitar. Do your fingers still work as easily uh, in front of 6,000 people as they do in front of 600? Um, in some ways, I prefer the smaller crowds because it's a little bit more intimate. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same skill set either <laughs> way. Uh, well, you're, you're paying tribute to a great band, and I'm sure a lot of people have high demands, and, uh, and you, guys, uh, you guys certainly... Uh, do not disappoint, and I've seen some of your videos. They're very, very good, very good. So uh, keep up the good work there, and congratulations on all your success. Is are there any any tips you'd like to leave our listeners with that they should be thinking about when they when they go back and look at their website after listening to this? Yeah, I've got one that that I really push a lot, and oftentimes there's restriction, and that is the web is cold. It's remote. Make it personal. I don't mean that you have to give people your social security number and your kids' birthdays. I mean, talk about yourself, what your interests are, put you know more candid photos. Sometimes step back a little bit from the uber-professional and let people get to know you. I think that's incredibly powerful on websites. That's great advice, uh, especially we're, we're in this new kind of more informal world where you can be on a business meeting on Zoom and your dog walks behind you and, you know, 
breaks up the <laughs> breaks up the crowd. So maybe the world's become a little bit more informal, and your your website should reflect that as well. Michael, great to talk with you. Thanks so much for coming on today. It's a, really a pleasure to uh, to talk with you again. And I, I wish we were uh, sitting face to face, but we'll, this will have to do. Me too, Bill. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 